Welcome to Boss of My Money podcast, your number one choice for bite-sized lessons on how to take care of your coins and achieve financial success. I am your host, Esther Bangura, the founder and budgeting expert at Boss of My Money. So whether it's improving your money habits, developing a wealthy mindset, becoming debt-free, saving money, or learning how to invest, girl, say no more because you are in the right place. If you want to get started with paying yourself first, why not get your hands on one of my amazing freebies, the roadmap to paying yourself first and my free budget sheet at bossofmymoney.co.uk. So now it's time to put the kettle on, make yourself a cup of tea and join me into today's episode. Be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Hiya, welcome to Boss of My Money. This is episode number 18. You guys all know that I am super passionate about helping women achieve financial success. In today's episode, I'll be sharing three reasons and areas where women need financial literacy. Financial literacy for women is a must. And while we've made a lot of progress along the years, we still have work to do and we need to keep the momentum going. But before we get into it, I would love to share some statistics with you that are from the UK and worldwide. So the first statistics is that the latest gender pay gap stats in the UK is 8.9%. So what does that mean? It means that a man is getting paid 8.9% more than a woman for the same role. Now, this doesn't apply in every single role um, in the industry, but there are some roles where a man and a woman are doing the exact same work but a man is getting paid 8.9% more. The second statistics is from the Fawcett Society. And according to the Fawcett Society, women generally owe less in debt than men, right? But are more likely to have more problems with debt, right? So it's basically saying that although women tend to have less debt, they tend to have more problems with debt than men. And another statistics from the Fawcett Society states that women are more likely than men to have savings, but the value of the savings on average is worthless. And this kind of takes me on to the next next statistics about investing. Women do tend to save more than men. But if you have like loads and loads of money in cash savings after you've saved your emergency fund and you still have like 10, 15, 20 grand in savings, over time, that savings is going to be worthless because the money isn't growing. The money isn't growing with inflation. You're not getting paid a lot of interest in it, especially nowadays where we're getting peanuts on our savings. Um, so yeah, I, that statistics is definitely true because even when I speak with my clients, I'm always encouraging the women to invest. A lot of them do have money in savings, um, but they don't know what to do with it. And so that leads me to the third statistic that more and more women, you know, are investing, um, but the numbers are still low compared to men. So 23% of women hold an investment product compared to to 35% of men. Men have a more diversified portfolio than women. So it basically means that men don't put their eggs in one basket. They diversify where they're investing. Um, whereas women might tend to just have like, you know, one basket of investment. Um, and that could be for different reasons. 
And the final statistics um, is about financial abuse. More women experience financial abuse. Examples of financial abuse can be, you know, pressuring a parent, an aunt or a sister to borrow you money, selling their property for gain and greed, misusing of power, especially when it comes to like elderly women um, or disabled um, women or women that are experiencing mental health issues. So um, if you check out the Citizens Advice Bureau. There's lots of information there about financial abuse and how to overcome it. Um, and even in the workforce, you know, women are financially abused in the workforce where they're not getting their fair share of, of what they should be getting paid at work. Um, in terms of debt as well, things like payday loans, they're more targeted at women. And in some countries, especially in America, things like payday loans and loans um, for people that have bad credit, which those loans you know, you end up paying a very high interest on are targeted on women and black women in particular. Um, Yeah, there are lots of areas in which women experience financial abuse. And I guess it's just for you to be aware of what these areas are so that you can you can see it when it happens. And so that if you identify it, you know, in the women around you, you know, in their lives, that you can kind of come to their aid and bring it to their attention to get the support that they need. Okay, so let's kind of talk about you know, how women have come a long way because we have come a long way. And although we have work to do, there is so much that we need to be proud of. So women have come a long way in that women are breadwinners. We are earning more money. There are more women who are CEOs and directors. Women are running countries and women are in leadership. So we have made progress. But like I said, we need to make even more progress. And it's down to every single woman, right? I can't win this fight on my own. I'm doing my part in my own life to improve my financial literacy and improve my financial situation. And it's down to every single listener who is a woman, every single woman in our lives to also play their part so that we can improve things collectively. Yeah, this is why financial literacy for women is so important is because we have, we still have work to do. And I believe that it's possible. We've got this far and I believe that we can accomplish so much more. So why do women need financial literacy. I believe that, you know, women need financial literacy because there are opportunities that are available to us that we need to, we need to grab, you know, with both hands and women need to feel secure. You know, women are living longer than men. Um, women need to feel secure. Women need to have financial independence. They need to be able to be in control of their finances. They need to be able to manage it and make important decisions for themselves and for their family. Women are the future and women need financial literacy so that they can create life on their own terms and they can equip themselves for the lifestyle that they want. You know, gone are the days where we're told how to live our life because we're women. You know, this is what you can do because you're a woman. These are your limitations. You can only earn this much. You can only do this type of job or you can only go into this type of career. Those days are gone. And so it's time that we equip ourselves with what we need to live the life that we want. And I'm sorry to say this, but I think a lot of women use the excuse of, you know, well, my parents didn't teach me financial literacy. I didn't learn it in school. The school system failed me. And while that is true, that is facts. You know, we weren't taught financial education in school. I feel like they could have even, yeah, they could have, and they still can do a lot more work in schools. But also, you know, a lot of my listeners, a lot of you guys that are listening, you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, you are old enough to 
to become financially literate on your own right now, right? You have access to information, you have access to resources and tools. So I feel like that's an excuse that people use when they don't want to take action and they just want to blame other people for where they're at. The truth is now there is so much available at our fingertip, you know, that we can make good use of. There's information online, there's coaches like myself, there's financial advisors, you know. So if you don't know what to do with your money or how to improve it, you can reach out to an expert to help you do that whilst you are developing your own literacy. So if you um, are an avid boss of my money podcast listener or follower, you would know that my number one goal is to support women you know, couples and families to build their own financial literacy. So even when you're working with an expert, you know what questions to ask. You're aware of your own goals, your own values, so that whoever you're working with can align, you know, their principles with your values and your goals. That's one thing I believe in. I believe that you can become your own financial advisor. Um, It's key to kind of know different areas of finances, about budgeting, saving, about investing. It's good to just have the basic knowledge so that when you're working with an expert, like you can check them and you can make sure that they're doing right with your money. Okay, so let's get into the the meat of it, right? So I want to just quickly share with you in this episode, three areas where women need financial literacy in right? And this is the thing. These three areas um, are like not the only three areas, right? There are lots of areas that we need financial literacy in. But when I thought about it and I thought, okay, how can I summarize everything that a woman might need to focus on when it comes to her finances? And how can I break it down into three, just three easy areas that they can remember? And it pretty much is inclusive of all the areas that they need to focus on. Okay. So the first area is that women need to be financially literate about their own finances. Where do you stand in your own finances? You know, have you taken stock of how you are doing with your own money? Do you have what you need to feel secure? So these are questions you can ask yourself in order to assess where do you stand? You know, it's great learning about financial principles, but you first have to assess where you're at. You know, do you live in fear of something going wrong and not knowing what you will do? Could it be that, you know, you're not sure if you can continue to pay your bills because you've been furloughed for so long and you're kind of just struggling and you're not sure if you would even have a job in a few months. If that is the case, like once you're aware of your financial situation and where you stand and whether you have a healthy financial standing, then you need to take action. And the way you take action is by reviewing your expenses, creating a budget, knowing where you can make cuts to prepare for any unforeseen circumstances. Anything that you think might go wrong, you know, in a couple of weeks, a couple of months, a couple of years, start to prepare towards that. Don't wait until it happens. Start working towards that. Start putting things in place. What is the likelihood of this happening? Kind of, you know, assess to say this has, a, you know, a 30% probability of happening. This has a 50% probability of happening. This has an 80% probability of happening. And obviously, the higher the probability, the more you kind of want to work towards having a strategy um, and taking action quickly. So it could be calling your creditors, giving them the heads up, you know, but don't allow yourself to live in fear. Once you've assessed where
where you are with your own finances. It's important that you create a strategy and that you take action and that you are always in the know, right? Because once you know where you stand in your own finances, you can then make better decisions and it's clearer what next steps you should take. The second area where women need financial literacy in is women need to be financially literate about things that are designed to take money away from them. So what do I mean by that? Okay. So women need to understand how credit card, the banking system, loans, mortgages, payday loans, keeping up with the Jones, not being content, paying taxes. Women need to know what these things mean and how these areas impact them. Because these are all things that are designed to take money away from you, not put money in your pocket. And if you know me, you know that I always say wealth is what you have. It's not what you've spent, right? So wealth is your savings, your assets, your investment. So wealth is what you keep. So you have to be aware of the things that are designed to take money away from you. So you need to understand what happens if you take out a credit card without budgeting, if you can actually pay it off. Well, it means that it can impact your credit score. You could default because you know that you're not able to make the monthly payments. You could spend more than you're earning, you could end up in even more debt because you're only going to be able to pay the minimum, which by paying the minimum, you're obviously putting more money in the banks and creditors' pockets. You know, nowadays we spend to pay rather than saving to spend, you know, understanding how interest rate works and how the compound effect can work against you or how it can work for you. Understanding how debt, bank charges, loans, mortgages, good mortgages and bad mortgages exist understanding interest rate, you know, and having a strategy to beat the system that is designed to take money away from you. It's so, so important. You know, I remember when I was at uni, it was a thing to get a credit card, but I didn't know how to use it. I I was just told that you get a credit card to build your credit, but nobody explained how, nobody explained why, you know, it was just a thing. And me being the follower that I was, I just kind of did what everybody else did, you know, not knowing if they were taking out credit cards because they were good with money. I just took it out because it was a thing. It was being offered to me and everybody else was taking it. So why not? But then that credit card got me into trouble. I paid years of interest. I was spending more than what I was earning because I had a credit card that had a thousand pounds balance on it. So it wasn't until I understood how credit card works, why it was designed the way it was designed, how it will will impact me if I don't use it properly and how I can use it to my advantage. And finally, the third area where women need to be financially literate in is about the things that are designed to help them keep and make their money grow. This is my favorite. So this is understanding how savings work, why you should have savings, what type of savings, the different types of saving accounts that are available to you, how interest rates work in your favor, about investing and also about taxes. Because when your money starts to grow and you're making money, the government wants a piece of that. So they are going to tax you you know, on your capital gains and what you're earning on your interest. It's really important for you to understand that you should have an emergency fund, right? You should have a pot of money that is a total of your monthly expenses, your monthly essential expenses for six months. Like every single woman needs to have that. Even if you're a student, you should have at least six months of savings that in case you didn't get your student loan on time or 
something happened or parents didn't send you money on time, that you could continue to live for six months if you were not getting support. Similarly to somebody who is working full time, you should have six months of expenses sitting in your savings account. Should something happen to your job? Should you become ill when you're not able to work? There are lots of different reasons why you need an emergency fund. But even understanding where to put your emergency fund. You know, people ask me about, oh, I have, you know, my six months emergency fund. It's about six grand. I want to invest it so I can make money from it. And I'm like, well, the purpose of your emergency fund is not for you to make money from it. I mean, you can earn a little bit of interest, but the purpose of that is for you to keep that money safe, to make sure that it's accessible so that when you need it, one, it's not at risk and two, you can access it there and then. If you invest your emergency fund, one, you're at risk of losing it um, because investments do go up and down. And secondly, if you needed the money the next day, it takes some time to be able to request the money and have it paid from your investment platform to your bank account. So understanding different types of savings account and how they work and where you should um, keep your money, understanding and having saving goals, you know, so like you've got your emergency fund, there are other short-term saving goals that you may have, you know, and how if you have long-term saving goals, you could utilize investing, you know, as a way to save for that goal. But having the understanding that, you know, it could be at risk and that money that you'd need in 5, 10, 15 years time. And also understanding how ISAs work. You know, I'm still surprised how so many people are not maxing out their ISA each year. So if you're thinking about investing, if you're thinking about saving, the first place you want to start is maxing out your ISA because it's it's tax efficient. You're not being taxed on your capital. You're not being taxed on the interest um, gains that you're making. Once you've maxed that out, you can utilize other saving and investing investing platforms. Okay, so that's literally the end of um, this episode for you. You know, I hope that you found it useful. And um, obviously, these areas, you know, for some people, they might be starting from the very beginning, which is they need to understand and assess their financial situation to have a clear understanding of where they're at. Some people understand where they're at, and they just need to kind of, you know, manage their debt and manage, you know, the loans that they have and make sure that they're in good standing and they're paying as little interest as possible and working towards becoming debt-free as soon as possible. And for others, they are debt-free. So like myself, you know, I don't have any debts, although um, in a few weeks time, by God's grace, um, my new debt is going to be my mortgage. Um, So even with my mortgage, I already have plans. I've already spoken to my mortgage lender, my mortgage broker, you know, about how I can make overpayments and how much overpayment I'm entitled to make to ensure that, you know, I am paying off as little interest over time as possible. And obviously, you know, the final one, which is in investing and savings, um, I'm definitely working towards growing my emergency fund again um, and also diversifying my investment. So, you know, you could be working on all three of these at the same time. There's no like rule, but I have found just sort of starting from one and then working my way up to two and then three has really helped me to stay focused and to achieve that area a lot quicker. So um, I would love for you to um, send me a DM on Instagram or take a screenshot of this podcast whilst you're listening and just let me know which area you know, you're going to build your financial literacy in. Which area stands out to you and which area do you feel convicted to work on? I'd love for you to share this with me. And if you want me to 
go more into details about the areas, then I would absolutely do that for you. Just send me a message, send me your questions to um, the email address that's within this show note. Thank you so much for listening. I always appreciate you guys. Um, Thank you so much. I am nearly at a thousand podcast downloads and my podcast has only been live for a few months. So I really appreciate you all. Um, Please do me a big and massive favor. If you love my podcast and if the information that I'm providing you is helping you to um, develop in your personal finance, then please share this to people that are like-minded, just like you, who want to improve their finances. I really appreciate you guys. Thank you again for listening to Boss of My Money podcast with Esther. I hope you enjoyed listening to today's episode. And if you'd like me to answer any of your questions, you can include your name or it can be anonymous. Then do send your questions to esther at bossofmymoney.co.uk. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast. I would really appreciate it if you took time to also rate and review this podcast. Stop by at bossofmymoney.co.uk for more details on how you can get started on your financial success journey. See you again on the next episode.